All right, take a drink, and then we'll get uh, get rolling. This episode is brought to you by coffee, the nectar of the architectural gods. Sweet, sweet coffee. Now, in this case, it's vitamin water. But Neil always has a drink with a lid on it because he likes to spill things in his age. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, are you done now? <laughs> you got your sippy cup? <laughs> That's what we need to get in. It's like a little little sippy cup. Arca-speak sippy cup, one with a round bottom, so you can't like actually tip it over. It just kind of comes back up. That's like a weeble. Ooh, like a wee- weeble wobble? <laughs> yes. Weeble Let's get him a weeble wobble cup with a sippy lid. With a sippy lid. <laughs> those weebles wobbles, but they don't fall down? Oh, yeah. Don't you remember those? Come we on. were just... <laughs> Did we not just say, holy crap, we were just talking about yes. that? Right. Weeble wobbles. <laughs> they weren't called weeble wobbles. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. Weeblo. Weeblos is, is a Boy Scout thing. Is yeah. Boy Scout. Right. <laughs> okay. Holy crap. Seriously? Weeble wobble? Yes. yes. Oh, old man Pan. Oh, please let that be the beginning of the show. There's a wonderful world of wobbly weeble. Daddy and mommy, sis and brother, too. Helping your kids learn about the world we live in. Doing things families do. Lovable weebles are wobbling around. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. There's just nothing like them anywhere around. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> Romper Room makes Weeble toys. Weeble Wobble. Oh, my God. looking it up now. I am. (laughs) Holy (laughs) shit. I've been wrong all these years. Welcome to the Archispeak Podcast. The podcast for architects by architects, where we discuss all things about architecture. I'm Neil Pan. Each episode, Evan Troxel, Cormac Phelan, and me invite you in on the conversation as we talk about everything in the profession, both the good and the bad. Maybe you're considering a career in architecture, you're still in school, or you've been around the block more times than you'd like to admit. Join us in the studio as we gather around the water cooler and talk about this profession we call architecture. It's time for some Arca-speak. Welcome to episode 78 of the Arca-speak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxel. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And this episode of ArchiSpeak is sponsored by ArcCat. Visit them at ARCAT.com. We'll talk more about them a little later in the show. But first, we have some friends of the show to announce. We have three friends of the show this week. This is a huge week. And the first friend of the show, which is also a repeat friend of the show, is Mr. Russell Long. And Rusty, we got a double, we got a double dipping of Rusty here. Because Rusty just sent us a selfie enjoying a hot beverage in a brand new ArcaSpeak t-shirt, which he just got in the mail. So, Rusty, thank you for supporting the show, not only through your donation as a friend of the show, but also by purchasing uh, an ArcaSpeak t-shirt. And we have to say that you you look amazing in that t-shirt. So, thanks, Rusty, very much. And he says that he is clearly our biggest fan. 
Neil's got a man crush on him. We could, we could, we can allow him to say that. He can, he could trademark that. I think. Sure, that'd be cool. All right. So the second friend of the show this week is Dean Sadala, and I had the pleasure of meeting Dean in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago at the Autodesk University 2015. And we had a, a very cool talk, and we got to talking a little bit about one of our previous shows, which was about presentations and stuff that we did this year. I think that that was your topic, Cormac, the one we were talking about how to present uh, yeah. what we do and how we talk and, and all that stuff. And he, he had a great little story. He said, I, I grabbed my partners, we went into a conference room, and we listened to the whole show, and we took notes. And I thought nice. that was so cool. Nice. Uh, that was that was very cool. So I love getting feedback like that. So it was a pleasure meeting Dean and... Uh, Again, uh, Dean Sadala from Arlington, Texas. And I forgot to say Rusty is in Portsmouth, Virginia. So, uh, Portsmouth, Virginia. Portsmouth. And then our third friend of the show for this episode is Craig James. And Craig James, a uh, partner over there at Praxis 3 in Atlanta, Georgia, who we got to hang out with at the AIA convention so this year. Place. Yeah, uh, great firm, great guys there. He is, uh, again, a friend of the show this week, and we thank you very much, Craig, for doing that, for for, uh, becoming a friend of the show this week. And if anybody else wants to become a friend of the show and maybe even be the first friend of the show for 2016, you can head over to arcaspeakpodcast.com slash donate, and your donations really do help us make this show, and uh, they do make it possible for us to do this. So. We, we love new friends of the show. We love repeat friends of the show. Thanks, everybody, for your support. And head over to arcaspeakpodcast.com slash donate where you can do that. All right. So as I uh, alluded to there with Rusty's donation to the friend of the show, as a friend of the show, uh, Rusty got his T-shirt. And so what we want to know is everybody who ordered a T-shirt, we would love to see your Arcaspeak selfies. So please uh, hit us up on Twitter. At Arcaspeak, A R C H I S P K, and send us a photo there. Or you can do it over at our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash Arcaspeak Podcast. And uh, send us your selfies. We'd love to see you and your brand new t shirt. We'd love to see how good you look in it. And we would, uh, it's kind of fun for us to see that. And people all over the, all over the world with their Arcaspeak t shirts on. All right, so this show we wanted to review and kind of reflect on what has happened in 2015 and kind of take you back through a few of the the episodes that were the the, the highlights of the year. And uh, we also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what's next. We'll probably end the show with, with what some, some announcements or things that, to look out for that we're coming up on. Uh, so... Neil, why don't you kind of take us back through some of our most talked about shows? Sure. So let's let's start that off with the one that had the most comments of, of all of the shows for this year. And that was episode 75, titled The Chili Man. Chili. And that was not, not that long ago. This was, no. Uh, this was two, three episodes ago. Yeah. And the, the highlight, the topic of this episode was... Uh, this episode, we, we talked about the evolving world of sketching with new tools like the Apple's uh, new iPad Pro, the Apple Pencil, um, and then uh, also a little bit about uh, music and fashion and a new hiring, uh, hazing rituals, and then uh, even mix in uh, some uh, office competitions. Uh, yeah, the, the most important thing was is uh, <laughs> Cormac went in the 
office chili competition. That's right. The yeah. new guy, the new guy wins the, the chili cook-off. He dethroned the three-time champ. I think maybe a three, two, three-time champion. Is he over it yet? Uh, probably not. I think he's gunning for me now. <laughs> you guys got a real competition now. That's cool. All right. Yeah. So that was episode seventy-five. Yeah, that was episode seventy-five. So next up, uh, one of the other popular um, ones where we had a, a number of comments. Um, was episode 65 and that one was uh, titled coffee talk so in that episode we talked about uh some very controversial things things like coffee fonts and consultants and everyone uh had something Um, a little something to say about each one of those everybody always has uh, i think the two most important things in architecture are fonts and coffee except for you neil uh, present company excluded, but everybody uh, has a uh, soft spot for the coffee, and uh, and everybody loves Comic Sans. <laughs> I hope that everybody was in quotes. Uh, yes, air quotes, air quotes. Yes, uh, or have great disdain, whichever. Yes, uh, we got a lot of feedback on that one. So I mean, we really appreciate all the feedback. I mean, we get some feedback on every episode. But yeah, I you- think I think the way that we're judging this, we should let everybody know, is based on the comments we got on our site, which is not necessarily right. a direct reflection of the conversations that happen after each show, because some of them happen on Twitter, some of them yeah. happen on Facebook, some of them happen in person. And so the only way we're actually measuring this, which could be a completely false way to do it, is to do it based on comments on the episodes on the web page for right. that episode. So so that's how we're going on this. <laughs> right. Because, because, I mean, we've got several shows, and, and um, I, I don't want to spoil it, but, I mean, one of, our, uh, one of the shows that just uh, launched us into um, some press... Oh, we're getting uh, to that one. Doesn't even, yeah, it doesn't even make that list. That's right. No, no, we'll, we'll include it, but, uh, and then we'll talk about that list that you mentioned. So uh, the next one uh, up that had the most comments was episode 66, and that was titled House Plans. And that's one where uh, we actually had our, uh, a guest uh, with us, Greg um, Lavadera, and uh, we talked about uh, the whole industry of uh, basically selling plans online. And that was kind of a follow-up from uh, an episode we had done in 2014, actually. That's right. And the comments on this one were really cool because it was really, I think, people who had already had a position on offering house plans online. And then you get somebody on the show, like Greg, who does this and it's it's a big part of what he does for a living it's not the only thing he does for a living he he does custom architectural design as well but he offers a wide range of pre-designed modern house plans on his webpage. and the cool thing i think was was people saying you know i never thought of it that way or right they they I think they actually got to listen to greg and and what his position was and why he was doing it and he makes a compelling argument. And I think that was probably one of the reasons why this show was so popular in the comments was because he speaks as an expert. And you're not just having somebody who doesn't do it just talk about the what ifs and the, and the whatnot. So I think that was really the, the a turning point for what a lot of people think about uh, offering yeah. modern house plans online. It, it, was a, it was a good counterbalance to what the perceived notion of the stock house plan 
uh, industry is all about. So, you know, it's like because there are butter, there are like, many sides to that industry. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I and I think uh, Greg offered, you know, a good, clear view of how architects can reclaim that um, that side of things that we kind of just let builders and just designers or whatever kind of take drafters away yeah. from us. Yeah, and I, I, the, the cool thing, too, about it, I think it, it got a lot of people thinking about passive income. So there was a lot of talk in that episode as well just about uh, different ways to bolster your income that is typically going to be uh, produced from working in an office and doing the day-to-day stuff with a product and thinking about this as a product that, right. that you'd be happy to sell and to back. So that was, that was uh, clearly a, a great episode, and we thank Greg for being our guest on that. You know, and I think, um, and I don't want to let it, you know, we're going to be looking ahead, but I think this is a good uh, idea just to throw out a uh, 2016 idea of, of talking a little bit further about uh, passive income. Yeah. yeah. And I think that'd be something that we should readdress. Uh, good idea. So speaking of the future of architecture, that was the title of episode 74, which was our next popular uh, episode based on the number of comments we, we received. We've had a few episodes kind of like this, just I think episode 64 was also the future is virtually here. We, we do definitely right. kind of hit this uh, big idea of what's next quite right. often. And this one was actually pretty good because we've and I think this one may actually have to me, I think, probably dethroned um, the Chili Man because there was a lot of conversation on this particular topic. And in fact, it was even, even in the past few days, I've uh, been having some conversations about that episode with a lot of people on Twitter. Um, and they're, you know, talking about how virtual reality and everything else is getting, becoming the norm in the profession. And, and I thought that was a good, good thing that with these, that every time our episodes, you know, strike a chord, they continue to live on in the conversations in Twitter, Facebook, and things like that. And that's what I really like about some of these shows and some of the topics we've, we discuss. Yeah, we, I think also something that really stands out in these shows is it, it starts to make people feel old, <laughs> right? <laughs> All of us. Because things are changing so quickly. And one of the interesting things that they said, I don't remember if I've referenced this before or not, but when I was at Autodesk University, one of the keynote speakers said, technology is going to change more in the next 20 years than it has in the last 2000. And that is a really eye-opening point. And I think it's true. Things are moving so quickly now uh, because everybody is so connected. People, you know, the communication barriers have been broken down. And things are going to be changing so fast. How will architecture adapt to that or will they not? Because there is a lot of digging heels in um, when it comes to architects and the way that they work. Um, and the world is not going to wait for that. So how do, how do we address that? And again, I think we do start to feel old. This was the episode where we actually went back to the uh, the idea of does the computer make decisions for us? Does it help us do that kind of stuff? Uh, we, we even talked about Clippy the office assistant in that episode, um, because this stuff is becoming more and more automated. Things are becoming more and more um, technical. And so I think it, it's a sticking point for a lot of architects because we spend so much of our careers working a particular way, and it is really hard to change. And so right. I think that's why it, it, these kinds of episodes where we talk about what's next, what's the future, uh, a lot of people at the same time we're saying 
why do we have to change so much? So, well, do you think it's uh, the con- that's the conversation of change? This twenty year vision of of change is this more um, uh, where it's the way we work, the way we produce, or like everything, including like my um, my flying car and things like that? Because you know, <laughs> once we start going all Jetsons. We'll but you're, you're the minority report guy. I know. Um, <laughs> look, I want to I want to build vertically, and I want every one of them, you know, the facades to be garage doors where I can just fly my car. In. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I'd be curious to see. Uh, I mean, because one of the one of the problems with all of these changes are it's very costly, um, and well, I've, I know that cost is changing and it's rapidly it going down. Well, can you um, afford not but there's to do always it? Go- well, I'm, I'm not asking that question, um, but I'm just saying it's going to be costly. And, and, and as architects, as firms, we need to um, work that into what we're doing and figure well, out a way to pay for it along the oh, way. Well, we do that now. And in fact, if, if, if we do that now with a single seat that's, say, seven grand or something like that, I'm just throwing numbers out, but, and we're able to work that in, then, you know, we'll be able to, you know, do the lesser costs or the cloud computing and, and things like that. And so we'll be able to do, you know, I, I think the companies are starting to see the value in capturing more of the marketplace with lower cost, but being able to offer a lot of add-on services. And, yeah. that's, probably, and that's where they're catching us. Yeah. So there's, and, there's the practice stuff, and then there's just the technical tool stuff, like computational design and augmented reality and virtual reality and right. the, the, the programs we're using and the computers we carry sure. in our pockets, the way that all that kind of integrates into the way we practice and the tools we use. Well, I mean, there there was a time when uh, many firms didn't have a plotter, right? And and you sent everything out, and then you get it back, and you make changes, and you oh, got to replot it. What were the changes when you suddenly had not just an inkjet that took twenty minutes a sheet, but a laser plotter that would just boom in in thirty seconds? You had a sheet, you could review it. Imagine what it's going to be like when three D printers are cheap enough that every firm can have one and, and you're going enough. to be able and fast enough that you can now suddenly um you know print your building or print your design um and have it to look at and then maybe tear it apart yeah. mark you know change it up and then print another one and that sounds a little crazy right now but at one point it did take 20 or 30 minutes per sheet to yeah print out a 24 by 36 or 30 by 42 sheet of drawings and now they just spit right out in seconds well now you've got it's come architects are going to some are going to roll their eyes at this but but you almost don't need a printer anymore you can do all of the document markups and everything on the screen and and so you start to free up some resources so that you can do other things right Right. oh yeah and and mean playing around with like microsoft hololens or any of these virtual reality things and you can start to really be inside your building and not just be looking at it on a piece of glass in front of you but feel like you're in it right um you know messing around with the google cardboard stuff that i was showing you guys yeah there's just some amazing amazing ways to experience our design and and the funny thing is like there are architects who practice this way already right there there are some who are rolling their eyes saying that will never be me. But then there are other ones who are already doing all that stuff. So right. 
it's a huge gradient all the way across the board of the way people are practicing. You know, and there's just those those things that we design that, you know, we just can't kind of capture when we're sitting there in 2D form and we're just trying to, like, talk something through and to just hand them, a, you know, a set of goggles and say, this is what your space is going to be. Oh, yeah. They're gonna, oh. They freak. They, they pee their pants, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other interesting thing about all this, you know, Neil, talking about plotting and talking about how long that takes is all of these, even the current, the... I will say current, but not not the future technologies, are based on a set of printed documents. You know, Revit is completely based on producing a set of construction drawings, um, but it's not going to be long before that is completely obsolete as well. We are working toward delivering three-dimensional models with all of right. the information. The I in BIM is the most important letter. It is the information that is embedded in that model. And, you know, I'm really hoping that we can get to a point sooner than later where that is what we're delivering instead of, you know, the, the latest set of drawings that I'm working on is already 480 sheets mm-hmm. and we're not done with it yet. I mean, that's not just architectural, that's everything, but that's a lot. That's four or five volumes of 30 by 42 sheets of paper that we have to turn in for plan approval. And it's like, it just seems, you know, on many levels, like completely ludicrous that that's how we still do it. And then there's other people who think that, yeah, that that's too high tech for them. It's it's like, again, this huge gradient. Yeah. Right. Well, right. The, the future is, is going to be interesting. But I agree that there definitely is going to be a lot of changes and they are going to keep coming even faster. Yep. So, yep. so. Uh, uh, an episode that didn't make our list of most commented on, but it did kind of, this leads into something else that uh, that we want to mention for, for this year in wrap-up, is uh, episode 51, which happened to be the first episode of the year, which was Architectural Fight Club. And um, Careful. Careful what you say, right? Yeah, now. I know. We can't talk yeah. about it. But You could uh, listen to it, but you can't talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the... The reason we bring that one up is because that was recently mentioned uh, by the the website Curbed, and they as they named uh, that particular episode. What's that? It's one of my favorite websites. Yeah, yeah. Kind of keep check on some of like the areas that I hold near and dear to my heart, like DC, Detroit, and all that other stuff. But anyway, sorry. That, that's okay. So, uh, Curbed named that particular episode of the Arc Speak podcast as one of the 10 must-listen architecture and design podcasts for this holiday break. So, we really want to thank them for including us with uh, some just amazing podcasts like 99% Invisible and Radio Lab. I mean, they, they got us in there with those people, and we're just completely honored and flabbergasted that, to be included in that list. <laughs> Absolutely, because those are some of our favorite uh, ones to listen to anyway, and to be part of that list. I didn't think we were going to do it. You no, know. That, that was a great Christmas present to us, <laughs> to be mentioned by them, and uh, we're really honored uh, to, to have been mentioned. Um, but that wasn't our only mention in 2015. We uh, actually started the year by being mentioned by Architectural Digest. And Architectural Digest uh, named Archispeak as one Archispeak is one of the best architecture and design podcasts. So I don't, I don't uh, know if I agree with that. <laughs> but thank you, 
That was still very nice of them. No, it was, it was great. We also were mentioned by uh, in another blog post. The same show we do. <laughs> <laughs> we don't listen to it. Let's all get that out there right now. Uh, so we also were named as one of the 10 uh, AEC podcasts that will help grow your business. Um, and we were mentioned um, in that list of architectural podcasts as well. So, um, And who, you know, where was that? I, I guess we'll have all these links in our show notes, but that was ArcaSnapper, right? Yes, that was ArcaSnapper that mentioned us. Um, and so... Uh, Again, a real- good company there as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So we, if you would like to see these lists and a few others that we have been mentioned on in the past by NCARB and Interior Design Magazine, you can find all of the links to all of those at arcaspeakpodcast.com slash press. So if you go to that uh, site, we, we're keeping a list of all the different ones that we've been mentioned in. So uh, we're real honored to be mentioned in them and uh, look forward to more hopefully in the future. Yeah, and I I don't think we want to send people to our site to go read about us in the press, but I, I think it's really about all of the, the people that we've been mentioned with are really high-quality things to listen to. And so yeah. if you're out looking for content that could help your business or could help your knowledge, just it can make you feel like you're having a conversation with the industry and what's going on right now, these different outlets have really good groupings of of other podcasts and blogs and things to follow that that really do have their fingers on the pulse and and it's it's a great company so I definitely recommend going to those links to see that absolutely so what else did we do this past year so in 2015 we actually attended two different uh, conferences as a group right all as our all yeah, together yeah. for the first time That's um, right. so we were uh, went out to Atlanta and uh, attended the AIA convention there and uh, actually uh, I think was that that was our first time of all three of us being meeting each other face to face right yep yeah yeah it was the first time that uh, all three of us were in the same room first time that I met Evan in person um, what was great about it was is that you know here almost uh, three years later uh, when we attended that conference um, or exactly three years later was uh where the idea or the seed for the podcast started in uh, the AIA National Convention in D.C. That's right. And, so and that wasn't until we, we, re- we released three episodes for the, the days that we were there, and we recorded those all in the same room together for the first time. We, all, we normally record the show completely remote and then put it all together. But that was episode 60. Yeah. So we had already done 59 episodes before <laughs> meeting in person. That was, that right. was pretty cool. And my wife still says, I don't know what, how you guys find things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we just do. Well, Almost that, done with three years of this thing, and we still have stuff to talk about. That just shows yeah. you what, what kind of a industry we're in. Exactly. Always something to talk about. And the list keeps growing. Yeah, it, it seems it, like it. You know, the, the one big takeaway from that, you know, even though we did see a lot of great speakers and we had a lot to talk about on, a, you know, like the keynote speakers of like, you know, Clinton and everybody else, um, you can go back to the show and listen to those. But the thing that I thought was probably the thing that I remember the most is the first day that we recorded all in the same room. And all three of us couldn't even look at each other in the eye because we were so used to 
you staring know, at a talk, screen, staring at a screen and talking that way that I just was, if I, I, it almost felt like it was throwing me off by, you know, like looking at other people. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, not being able to, uh, do well in an interview because you haven't been interviewing, right? You, you, right. you are so not used to the setting that you can't even deal with it. <laughs> it's like, I already, I, I already have to deal with recording the audio and, and looking at the, at the links or, or thinking of the topics. It's like, and now you're throwing me a curveball here where I actually have to see you in the same room. <laughs> it's the same thing. If you're not used to it, it, it takes, I think by the third day we could actually oh, yeah, have a I normal we, conversation. I, yeah. I think it flowed a lot better, but we had to stuff. work our way up to that. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that stood out to me about that going to that conference was meeting all of the people who we oh, chat yes. with on Twitter and Facebook and, who we've become acquaintances with online because there is this big network of architects, which is awesome. I mean, that, that is, you know, I think the reason why uh, we do what we do, right. We got connected on Twitter and um, it was really cool to see and hang out with and go to dinner with and go to the high museum with all of these different people that, that we know, like, like Jess and Laura and Mark and Rusty. And there was just, there's so many people I can't even name them all. Um, But it's to me that is what the value the real value in going to these conferences is connect uh, just connecting with people so right that's super fun and so we did that again uh later in october we did that so the aia conference was in may and uh cormac drove down to that from from the dc area and he was our played our chauffeur for that week (laughs) and then when we went over to monterey in october they were nice enough to invite us out there and uh completely different conference and we haven't had our wrap-up show for the mdc yet hopefully that'll happen Uh, maybe maybe it will maybe it won't but that show to me was completely different it's way smaller scale right um it's mostly california architects but there were definitely people from from out of california that came to that and there's international speakers there were local speakers and and to me like just this was about design um, yeah. and, and it was a really inspiring show. And again, it was just very cool to hang out with you guys in the same place. And again, connect with people that we know online who didn't make it to AIA national. Um, but, uh, a smaller conference, we could have a lot more smaller conversations. And, uh, that was, that was great. Yeah. And we'll have actually, we did talk to Alice Kim, um, who was the organizer of that uh, that particular design conference. And that'll be, what, episode 70. So we'll have a link to that one so you can go listen to uh, at least the, the pre-show before the actual conference. But, yeah, that was kind of the right. stuff that we were looking forward to. And I, right. we should probably just mention it real quick. I don't know. Um, I'm sure many people feel, felt this way. But the, the talk that that Rand Elliott gave was amazing. And it was right after we had done a show on presentations, which I think is the same one that I I mentioned earlier that I talked to um, Dean about at the AU conference. But it was, it was funny because it was so fresh in our minds. We were totally judging every presenter about how well they could speak to another group of architects. There was definitely a lot of speak happening, right? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> oh yeah. But, so but it, it fits, right? Because there are tons of architects there. It is just like being in school. Um, but, but there was this whole other level of 
there were certain speakers reading right off the page every word and it was just like seriously this is not how you talk <laughs> we almost felt like uncomfortable for them oh totally it was like watching an episode of jerry springer it's like yeah. get off the stage uh and then there's and then there's the other ones like like rand elliott who oh totally inspired and connected with most of the members of that audience and i just remember walking up to my friend mark after that and saying mark why are we doing what we do when we could be doing that? And it was that inspiring. It was, it was one of those moments where it was like, this is why I came. And I don't get that feeling when I go to AIA national with regard to the speakers. When I go to AIA national, I think for me, it was going to, well, it was, it was hanging out with, with my, my friends, my new friends and going to that Auburn reception, Cormac. I mean, that to me was like, Oh, this is why I'm here. It was, there was so much meaning to that. And it was just like that with Rand Elliott's thing. It was like, every time I go to MDC, I walk away with this one highlight that clearly hierarchically sits above the rest. And that was it. Like I said, it was, it felt to me, it felt like a Rocky movie. You know, I mean, it was, it was that, it was so charged to do like architecture. It's like, yeah, architecture. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. So it was great. Uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a fantastic uh, it was it was a fantastic time in, in that you know there was you know some good and bad you know uh, presentations but Rand Elliott's was well worth the trip um, overall though it was just a fantastic trip um, to see so many people who you know care about design and who are you know wanting to kind of commune with other designers to just really talk about and energize themselves I mean it was to me. This was, you know, changing from one job to another. It came at just the right time. I felt right. It was like what I needed. It was kind of this, uh, um, you know, kind of a reawakening of my like design soul. Yeah, that's that's awesome to get that charge. That's that's so cool. And there are not that many places where you can get that. It's really hard to get no, that uh, reading the internet or listening even to a podcast. Right? It's it's totally that in person experience that you get. Uh, that was. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, guys, speaking of those shows, we're going to be coming up. Uh, I think we're planning on going to Philadelphia this year. Yep, you, you, absolutely. Sure. You think so? I think so, yeah. So, <laughs> well, that, that, that's coming up in 2016. It's so good to talk about that now. We need to let everybody know that they need to go to that. Yes. And yeah. we need to hang out together. So, everybody... Put in your uh, your requests now so that you can go to the AIA convention in Philly. It's going to be a great city, a great location for this. Uh, and it's happening. I, we'll, we'll find the dates. We'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. Uh, and I, I believe it's happening, you know, May or June of, of 2016. And it's going to be a great time. I mean, r- the things that we just talked about, uh, are going to be the things that you can experience uh, on your own or with us or with the people of your firm. And uh, highly recommended. Uh, even if you don't totally believe in the AIA, uh, it is a great place to talk with the people who do what you do and to, who do things differently than you do them um, and, and just to have really great conversations with oh, people. Was, I mean, the, the, the highlight of all of those shows, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, technical presentations. There's a lot of like, you know, 
I guess, inspirational, like big idea presentations. And then there's the walking the floor and, you know, learning about new and improved products and stuff like that. But really, it's about the community of architects. Yeah. It's a community of designers and kind of connecting with them. And just, I think, uh, probably some of the best times we had was sitting over a beer or sitting over some barbecue or sitting over a beer and barbecue. Um, or biscuits. Made... It was it was Atlanta. It yeah, was it was. good breakfast food there. Yes. And, um, you know, it was just uh, fantastic. I will say this, that if anybody wants to, because I'm kind of trying to talk you two to, into doing this, that flying into either Baltimore or D.C. and then just carpooling up with uh, with me, I see I see it eight. Well, I'm going to throw this out here now. I'm thinking either coming early or staying late, but I want to get to Bear Run. Oh, absolutely. And if that is even a possibility, like this is my chance. <laughs> I don't know if, if it is your chance when I'm going to have another chance. So I would love to go experience falling water, and I would love to do that with some more architects. That would be cool. Yeah. And then there's also the, um, as part of that whole tour, you'll go to uh, Kentuck Knob. Mm. Um, and uh, it's another one of his buildings, you know, not too far from that. And you get that whole package. It's just fantastic. All right. Uh, let's, talk, I, let's talk more about that. All right. Yeah. So one of the other things were, uh, as we come up on the end of our third season here, um, Evan, I think this was, uh, this was your idea about some audio comments. Yeah, I think it would be cool. Uh, we've been doing this for three years now to get some feedback from you guys that is more holistic about the show, not just episode specific. And so, I mean, this is kind of a milestone, right? We've been doing this for almost three years. And so we wanted to just start collecting stuff. Our three-year anniversary uh, wrap-up isn't going to be until February. But uh, we know that that you guys uh, need some time to think about things. And so we would love to hear what you have to say about the show. Um, if you want to give us a call on the hotline, what's the hotline number, Neil? That's 415 415- Four eight four eight four nine six. So if you call that number, you can leave us a message, and we'd love to collect some messages and uh, possibly use those on our kickoff for the fourth season. And uh, that would—I just think that'd be fun to get some feedback uh, holistically about the show, maybe what you like, maybe what you don't like. Um, and we're always looking for feedback, so more more uh, thoughtful commentary would be really much appreciated so go ahead and give us a call and leave us a message that way yeah we'd like to we'd like to do a little compilation and and have some comments and and put that in the show uh, upcoming so now's the time start using that number What's that number again 415-484-8496 and you can also find it on the arcuspeakpodcast.com slash uh, website so any most of the pages have that number there if you're looking for it so call us up. Let us know your comments. And let's see, anything else we want to hit on before we get to some thank yous here? Why don't we do our sponsor break? All right. Let's go ahead and do that first. Uh, before I get to the actual break itself, I, w- I really want to give a big shout out to Arcat as the sponsor for this particular episode. But as a general sponsor of the show, they've been with us all year long and uh, really want to thank them. So let's talk a little bit about them first off and uh, let's get to that break. So are you tired of randomly searching the Internet for building products? Would you like to have one place where you can find reliable building product information directly from the manufacturer? 
then visit ARCAT at A-R-C-A-T dot com. There you can search the ARCAT libraries for architectural building products to find specifications, CAD details, BIM objects, and more, all free of charge with no registration required to download the content. ARCAT has created a website devoted to you, the building professional, to find building product information fast and hassle-free. Check out ARCAT today at ARCAT.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. And thanks to ARCAT for sponsoring ARCASpeak throughout 2015. We really appreciate it. Definitely. And I, I don't know if you guys uh, follow ARCAT on, uh, on oh, Twitter. You do? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. So I was uh, they, one of their, their uh, what is it, ARCAT News, I think is their, their Twitter Arcat handle. ARCAT underscore news. ARCAT underscore news. And uh, they just had a, a little, they, they, I'm sure this is all automated for them. They're, they're high tech over there. But uh, they had put up a, a thing about skylights. One of, the, one of their skylight manufacturers who puts their stuff on their site uh, had put a bunch of new BIM objects on skylights. And, and I, to me, like, that just is another level of service that ARCAT does is they, they're pushing out the updates to their site over Twitter. And that is, that is cool because, of course, I clicked on the link because I wanted to see what these things look like. And that's just one more way to see what products are out there and that are offered um, besides uh, all the other ways that we have. Um, Twitter is a great tool for that kind of thing. And so that's how RCAT's using it. And they're doing a bunch of other cool stuff. One of the highlights of going to AIA convention was meeting with the, the whole RCAT team and showing us what they're working on, other ways they want to add value to an architect's daily, day-to-day activities in life. So uh, it was a, it was neat to see previews of some things that they're working on, and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in the works. So uh, RCAT is, a, again, thank you for sponsoring the show, and keep doing what you're doing. You guys are, are killing it out there. It's awesome. And we'd also like to, uh, to thank all of our sponsors through, uh, throughout 2015. Um, we really appreciate it, and it helps us uh, do really cool things like attend the Monterey Design Conference and attend the AIA convention and then just putting out the show. That's uh, right. So we really appreciate all of our sponsors throughout 2015 and uh, hope, uh, hope to see some of them come back again. So, And then uh, lastly... We need to give a huge shout out to all the people that have uh, donated to the show to become friends of the show and just, and I should say last but not least, all of the listeners. We really thank you guys. It, it's, it's, it's great fun to do this show. Uh, personally, I, I enjoy it. Um, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of work, and, um, but a lot of fun, and we do it's it for you guys. No, we do it for you guys, uh, for, for everyone out there that uh, listens to the show, that gives us feedback, uh, that talks to us on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, leaving comments on the site. I get a lot of those uh, emails from the site when the comments come through, and I pass them on to you guys, and, and we, we respond. And uh, just getting that conversation, having the conversation through the, the topics we talk about, um, you know, we really appreciate all of the listeners out there. Yeah, definitely. Thank you to especially to the, all of you listeners who who do take a few minutes here and there to have those uh, extra level of communication with us over these these topics and and even just to to shoot the shit on the day to day basis on Twitter. That's really fun too. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, to me like that's just a huge part of 
One of the things that has happened by doing the show that, that I think really enriches just the day-to-day life of being an architect is just having those conversations with all of you guys. Right. So, right. Cool stuff. Well, before right. we go, yeah. however, oh. um, I did want to say, because uh, we kind of relaunched our um, T-shirt sale, at the uh, end of the year and it was kind of a limited run and um like uh, evan said earlier that you know we've got people like rusty and a lot of other people who are starting to you know receive their t-shirts and post them online so you know keep doing that absolutely for sure and there, however, you can still order those right you can yep. still order them however uh what we are going to be doing is starting a um arca speak store um this coming year and uh, early this coming year Right. Early this coming that'll year, be, if not cool. like on the first day of the year, you'll be able to <laughs> continue to buy T-shirts. Um, later on throughout the year, we're going to be adding um, an, an, a line that I've been working on as um, you know series of sketches and things like that that I think you guys might really really like. Um, so that's something that to look forward to in 2016. But also, um, you know, we're going to kind of start to branch out and you know, listen to you guys, whatever input you want. If you guys want a coffee mug, you know, for those of you who don't wear t-shirts, right. You can still support the show and look good doing it with other merchandise. Absolutely. So, uh, so that's something uh, that we'll uh, tweet out and um, let everybody know that that's happening, but that's something that is definitely coming very soon. And, uh, um, look for exciting things to happen with the with the Arcaspeak store um, in the coming year. That's cool. Hey, so are you guys uh, doing anything over the the week between Christmas and New Year's? Here, you guys going anywhere? Doing anything cool? You going to see uh, Star Wars again, Cormac? Yes, I am <laughs> for the fourth, possibly fifth time. <laughs> I'm um, still hoping to catch it for the first time. <laughs> oh, I've I've seen it enough for all of us to at least seen it once. But uh, I will definitely be seeing it again because uh, we're traveling down not for not for Christmas but for New Year's. We're heading down to Florida, visiting family. Oh, cool! And um, so the, my sisters have already said that we're going to go see it. And um, if we don't see it in IMAX, I will find another place to go and find IMAX. Nice. And because uh, I want so to it's see worth it. seeing it on, on IMAX, huh? Or have it you? is absolutely worth seeing it on IMAX because okay. it is a big spectacle, and you know you want to see it on like the biggest screen you possibly can find. I've heard the le- if you can find it on laser projection, that's the way to see it. I I don't know like what's different about it. It's probably I, brighter and crisper and all those good things. But but that's what they that's what the word is. Yeah, I was I, I tried to go to our local local theater with that uh the arc light in bethesda has one and uh they um they were really uh it was just unfortunately sold out by the time i got to the you know buying the ticket so i just opted for the 2d um regular def which is still you know spectacular and amazing and I try to convince you guys to uh, do a, a three-hour Star Wars wrap-up show. Or uh, <laughs> yeah, we better show. cut them off now because otherwise <laughs> we're going to have a whole nother show here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, are you doing anything else besides going to Florida to watch a movie, Cormac? Oh yeah. Then I guess I have to like visit family and all that other stuff too. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drive to Florida to see Star Wars. Exactly. That's cool. That's cool that you get to do that with your sister. 
That's cool. Uh, You're the one going somewhere, aren't you, Evan? We're doing a road trip. Yeah, we're leaving Christmas Day, and we're driving up north. We'll be heading through through your area, Neil. We're going to stop in uh, Monterey and then San Francisco and Petaluma and work our way all the way up to the Lost Coast, which is really the, the destination, which is kind of a remote coastal area in northern california which is kind of up by arcada eureka area nice and uh for the architectural tie-in we're going to be heading back uh over through redding and we're going to go see calatrava sundial bridge that's going to be really cool please take pictures yeah yeah definitely those uh those pictures because i'm currently working on a pedestrian bicycle bridge and all that other stuff and love to see some more inspiration there's actually a documentary on netflix at least there was i don't know if there still is on this whole thing and kind of like the local controversy of it and how all of the the locals not all of them like it was it was pretty well split there's like people who thought it was it was great thing for the city of Reading to have this pedestrian bridge and then there's like this whole other contingent of people who just hated it right um, yeah. And it was kind of neat to see the story of a lot of the haters completely turn around once they got to experience it and see it in person and and see what it did for their city and how it became this kind of iconic destination. So that was that was pretty cool. I mean, definitely worth watching on Netflix if you can find it. I'll see if I can find a link to that and put in the show notes. Oh, yeah, please. Definitely. And so then we're going to head back down through kind of Sacramento area and over to Tahoe. I'm uh, going to go visit my family over there. My my brother and his wife live in Truckee, and then my parents are up there. So we're going to do kind of a late Christmas up there with them, and then we're going to head back home. So like this huge whirlwind uh, road trip uh, starting up pretty soon here. So I, I've got to go pack for that right now. <laughs> wow. That's, it, it, that's it a lot of driving. Later. It's a lot of driving, and hopefully the weather cooperates. But you know, I got the four wheel drive, and and we should be good. It's going to be cool. So we're, I'm excited. A couple of kids have never been to San Francisco, so we're going to go to the uh, the wharf and and to the some of the museums and stuff there. Go to the Golden Gate, of course. We're driving across the Golden Gate, heading up north. So it, that should be pretty epic. That'll be fun. Wow, I yep. think I I need to uh, experience my uh, my holiday through you. I, I think that's going to be great. Just follow me. Wait. Follow me on Instagram, and uh, <laughs> I I look forward to getting those texts. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, for for just in closing, I, you know, I'm I'm staying around here, not going anywhere. I've I've actually got uh, plenty of work piled up that I'm going to try and get in, uh, in in amongst the kids running around the house. So um, that that's that's my holiday. That'll it's, it's good good time to catch up. It's a little quieter, and you can do all kinds of. Uh, emails and and stuff when you won't get bombarded with all that stuff right because so many people are going to be off so it is a good time to kind of plow through some work and get it done yep absolutely yeah all right guys i think that's a wrap on 2015 thanks it's been a good year yeah it's been a great year really kind of expanded the show did some new things and we have more coming in 2016 so thanks everyone for listening and uh stay with us next year as well all right stay safe this season Yep. Have a good holiday. Thanks for listening. Bye.